Welcome to the weekly podcast at Second Ponce de Leon Baptist Church. My name is Doc Hollingsworth. I'm senior pastor of this great congregation, and we're delighted that you've joined us. Our prayer for you is that as you listen to this message, you might feel closer to God and closer to God's hope for you. God is greater. He's greater than anything that we may encounter, any circumstance we may have. We serve a great God. We thank our worship team for ushering into God's presence in this time. And so for the duration of our time, the rest of our time, I want you to consider the topic, help, I need endurance. Help, I need endurance from Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 11. And so, my friends, I want to confess something to all of you, even virtually. I'm trying to be a marathon runner, even though I don't look like it. Laugh if you must. However, after about 10 minutes of running, the action of running becomes quite challenging for me. I begin breathing abnormally, my muscles get tight, and what seemed like a very great idea quickly turns into me desiring to go home, drink a glass of water, and go on with my life not running. I begin to think to myself as I'm running, if only I could make better choices with what I eat, that'll give me more time to run. If only I could control my breathing, Man, maybe I could run a marathon. But you know, all those are great tips, you know? But the real thing that I need is endurance. Mm -hmm. You see, endurance is defined as the act, quality, or power of withstanding hardship or stress. It's that thing inside of you that makes you continue even in the midst of difficulty. And the truth of the matter is we all need endurance in every area of our lives. We need it in our spiritual life. We need it in our professional life. We need it in every single area. You see, endurance is essential to life. And I really believe that Frederick Douglass had it right when he says, without struggle, there is no progress. Oftentimes, many of us, we quit prematurely. We stop prematurely. I'm guilty of even though I've set the goal of wanting to be an avid runner, I stop and start walking all too often. But without struggle, there is no progress and we all need endurance. And so my friends, remember this month is the help series. Even in the midst of chaos, we are still to live lives that honor God, that exalt God, that are loving to God and to others. And for all that to happen, we must pursue God. And so how do we develop endurance? Well, the Bible does address it in Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 11. But let me give you a backdrop of what's happening in the book of Hebrews. If you've ever thought about giving up or giving in this week, make sure you go read the book of Hebrews. These second generation Hebrew Christians are considering returning to Judaism due to experiencing persecution socially and physically. 
You see, Jesus had not yet returned, and these believers are filled with doubt and disbelief. These believers want to be reassured that Christianity is real. They really want to be reassured that even Jesus is real. And so it's around 70 AD that an anonymous writer writes this letter, the letter to the Hebrews. And he wrote this to help these believers be encouraged, but to also admonish them to endure. Because Jesus is more than enough. Jesus is above all, and even in the horrible experiences that they are experiencing, he's saying, hey, Jesus deserves to be the center of your life. Friends, we too need this reminder, because if we are ever going to develop endurance, Jesus must be the center of our lives. Jesus is supreme, Jesus is sufficient, and Jesus is the Lord that even goes through the chaos with us. And so we begin, because you want to know and I want to know, how do we develop endurance? Well, it's smack dab right there in Hebrews chapter 12. Beginning at verses 1 through 3, the NRSV translates this text as this. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely. And let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who for the sake of the joy that was set before him endured the cross disregarding his shame and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such hostility against himself from sinners so that you may not grow weary or lose heart. I know that's a whole stake to chew at one time, but allow me to break it down just like this. In verses one through three, he gives us a key principle of how we all can develop endurance. The principle is this. It's kind of in your face. So I'm sorry if I step on your toe, just say ouch. But I promise this. This is a principle that helps us develop endurance. And in verses one through three, the principle is just this. Let go of the crap and embrace Christ. Let go of the crap and embrace Christ. You see, the writer of Hebrews in these verses is sharing to believers who are toggling between doubt and faith. And he's asking them, let go of every hindrance, every sin, everything that's holding you back from having faith in God and run that race. Run the race that the Lord has entrusted for you to run. In the presence of those who have had faith and who have been persecuted and have died having faith, he says, even in the, in the, in the, in the cloud of so many witnesses, he says, listen, Jesus is even here in the midst of the persecution. For a picture of faith under fire, he gives them the greatest object lesson ever. It's Jesus. You know Jesus. The one who endured the cross and shame for all of us to become children of God. He says, I want you to give a tight hug to Jesus. But if you give a tight hug to Jesus, you have to understand you must also let go of doubt and disbelief. To embrace Jesus, we too must let go of bad habits grudges, any hindrance, and even our pride. The truth be told, anything that is hindering us cannot help us. Anything that's holding us back 
cannot help us. And the writer of Hebrews is simply saying this, let go of the crap, mm -hmm. let go of everything that's not helping you, and embrace Christ. As I think about letting go of certain things, I remember being in high school and being on a track team. And I remember many cheeseburgers ago being on this track team, and I watched a teammate of mine who ran a 400-meter dash in a track meet in spikes that were three sizes too big. Mm -hmm. He left his spikes at home, so what he did was use one of his other teammates' spikes. He tried to put on extra socks. He laced them up as tight as he could, and I remember him being down in the blocks, and the man said, on your mark, get set, go, and he was running. But as he was running, he looked like he was just laboring. He, his shoes were just flopping up and down as if he had on clown shoes. And this was the fastest runner of our team. However, that day, because he had so much extra room in his shoe, he came in last place. Can you believe it? Well, the next day came around, and our coach was mad and made us have practice. This same runner, who was the fastest one on our team, came to practice that day with spikes that were his correct size. And I noticed that as he got down in the blocks and he began to run, his form changed. His chest was poked out. And he began blowing all of us away with his form and with his speed, and his time was incredibly lower. Why could he run faster in correct size spikes than he did with spikes that were three sizes too big? It's very simple. The spikes that were three sizes too big had room in them that was not beneficial for him in running that race. And so what did he do? He had to get spikes that were the correct size. He let go of that which was not beneficial and literally embraced that which was made for him. Friends, I want somebody to know even virtually, we have to learn to let go of the things that are really not helping us. If it's not helping you, it's hindering you. If it's not growing you, it's hindering you. And most times in our life, we spend too much time walking around with weight that's not assigned to us, with crap that's all around us, and we need to let go of the crap and embrace Christ. Friends, we can be just like my teammate, that God has certain things that are ordained for you and I. And when we follow God by embracing God, he leads us to the place where we need to be. And so for endurance, check this, don't miss it. Let go of the crap and embrace Christ. But let's travel on down to verse four. Verse four continues by telling us how to develop our endurance by saying, in your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. This one verse is yet another lesson about forming our endurance, and here it is. The lesson is this, learn to stay in your lane. If you are going to develop any type of endurance, you must learn to stay in your lane. You see, this writer, the writer of Hebrews, he's telling these persecuted believers who are struggling with doubt and disbelief, he's saying, embrace Christ, but stay in your lane. See, although their suffering is real, it pales in comparison to that of the sacrifice of Jesus. You know that sacrifice that Jesus committed 2,000 plus years ago. This is a supreme news flash for them as well as us. And I know somebody's saying, preacher, man, you're crazy. My suffering is real. I got people that are really dying. I got, you know, financial issues and what have you. Guess what? I know our suffering is huge. And I'm not saying that it's not. But sometimes what we notice and uncover in this world 
is so troubling that we just don't even have words to describe it. But we must never believe that we are the only one suffering. Hmm. We must never believe that the suffering we are experiencing is far greater than anybody who has ever lived on the face of this earth. Perhaps, I know, that's a hard pill to swallow. But if you ever have a hard time taking your eyes off of your suffering or being encouraged to continue in endurance, I want you to just reflect on the tragic but needed sacrifice of Jesus. Reflect on the excruciating pain and suffering that Jesus endured. Reflect on Jesus' bones that were broken as he was beaten. Reflect on the blood that was shed and the pain that was endured for all of us to become children of God. So as you reflect on this, you will realize that our suffering can never amount to his suffering nor his sacrifice. Sometimes it does us well to Look at other people's story that have suffered more than us for us to be encouraged to know that even in the midst of pain, we are still blessed. We stay in our lane simply by not worshiping our issues, but praying to our God. We stay in our lane and pain, but not crying, woe is me or having a pity party, but crying out to God, asking God to fight the battle for us. We stay in our lane by calling out in pain, Lord, we need you every hour. We need you. And in real life, pain, the Hebrew writer is telling them, guess what? Just reflect on Jesus. But for all of us, if you need more than my words, but you need some scripture to back this up about reflecting on Jesus, just look in Philippians chapter two, verse eight. The text says, being found in appearance as a man, he, that he is Jesus, humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. That's suffering. Hmm. Their suffering was real at the time of this text. Our suffering collectively is real. It is painful, but it should not be worshiped hmm. because our pain is not God. We must stay in our lane and we must endure. If we're going to develop endurance, here it is. Let go of the crap, the doubt, the disbelief, the sin, the things that are hindering us and holding us back. Let, it, let go of it. Embrace Christ. But also stay in your lane. Realize you're not the only one suffering. Be encouraged because Jesus did. And the Lord looked out for him as well. But look at verses 5 through 11, and it gives us our last principle of how we may be able to develop endurance. And in verses 5 through 11, I'm going to read it in its entirety. It says, and you have forgotten the exhortation that addresses you as children. My child, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord or lose heart when you are punished by him. For the Lord disciplines those whom he loves and chastises every child whom he accepts. Endure trials for the sake of discipline. God is treating you as children. For what child is there whom a parent does not discipline? If you do not have that discipline in which all children share, then you are illegitimate and not his children. Moreover, we had human parents to discipline us, and we respected them. Should we not even more willing to be subject to the Father of spirits and live? For they disciplined us for a short time, as seemed best to them. 
but he disciplines us for our good in order that we may share his holiness. Now, discipline always seems painful rather than pleasant at the time, but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. There's a lesson here, and it's a hard lesson, so get ready. If you're going to develop discipline, you, I mean, if you're going to develop endurance, excuse me, discipline produces great results. You see, discipline in the moment is not desirable. It never is, but it is needed. The, our potential is reached by the discipline we exhibit. You see, endurance doesn't develop apart from discipline. The writer of Hebrews is encouraging these believers to continue with endurance in the faith. See, he encouraged them all throughout this book. He encouraged them by reminding them of the great heroes of the faith in chapter 11. He reminded them of Jesus' example and how they should model and reflect this example. But now in the midst of persecution and the why me questions, he says, hey, the Lord's just disciplining you. Hmm. You see, the writer in verses 5 and 6, he's actually regurgitating wisdom that was found in Proverbs, the wisdom writer, in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 11 through 12. But after he talks about what the wisdom writer has said, he says, this is what discipline actually looks like in our lives in verses 7 through 11. He's illustrating for us that God allows certain challenges in our lives because God is in fact building our endurance and also building our faith so that we learn to depend on God and not ourselves. You see, discipline produces great results in us because without discipline, guess what? We would not grow. Mm. See, I absolutely love not only this verse, but how Jim Rohn describes discipline. He says that discipline is the bridge between goals and accomplishment. You see, continued faith is our, continued faith in God is our goal. And we accomplish this goal by walking across the bridge of discipline. See, being disciplined by God does not mean that God doesn't love us. It actually means that God is in love with us greatly. And so consider this whole thought of discipline with me. Consider this an experience I had in the seventh grade. <laughs> I was suspended for school from school for fighting. Yes, believe it or not, I was fighting. Mm -hmm. I went to Camp Creek Middle School in southwest Atlanta, and every Wednesday we would have in the lunchroom, and they would announce that it was Wednesday and it was time for Camp Creek fried chicken. This chicken was better than KFC or Popeyes. I promise it was, friends. But I want you to know my mouth was always watering from 8 o'clock all the way to noon because that was my lunchtime. And I remember that I, it got 11.58 and we got in our little straight line and proceeded to walk down the hall to get to the cafeteria. Boy, was I excited. I remember I had my lunch card ready and I went through the line. I was the first in the line. I went through as quick as I could. I told the lunch lady, please hurry up because my mouth is watering and I'm extremely hungry. And I remember I had my chicken legs and I rushed as fast as I could to the table. I sat down on the stool and began to pick up my chicken leg. But as I picked up my chicken leg, a brother whom I I did not know, snatched the chicken leg from my hand and the other one that was on my plate. So what did I do? 
I connected my hand to his face multiple times. Lord, forgive me. Well, this landed me in the principal's office, and all I remember is that I had to wait there for my father to come and pick me up. My father arrived, and the principal began to tell him everything that had happened, and when she got through, he says, ma'am, I can promise you that Joshua will never, ever, 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 ever be suspended from your school again. And I remember we left that school. And as we left and my father cranked up his car, I remember him saying, you interrupted your mother and I and made us get off our good paying job because you chose to fight over some chicken, Josh, chicken, Josh. And let's just say I was disciplined. But even though I was disciplined, my parents still loved me. Even though I was disciplined, my parents still fed me. Even though I was disciplined, my parents still provided a roof over my head. Even though I irritated my parents, guess what? They were still committed to loving and providing for me. And guess what? That's exactly what God does for each and every one of us. We mess up, but God still loves us. We turn our back to God, but God still loves us. We fall short and God still loves us. And as God is disciplining us, he's in fact discipling us. Mm -hmm. He's forming us into what he desires that we would become. It is in the loving and allowing disciplining of God that he produces in us what would probably not be formed any other way. So maybe, maybe your challenge is being used by God as a method of developing your endurance. Perhaps the difficulty that you are experiencing is God shaping and forming your endurance. Here's the application point. Wrestle, question, communicate your anger to God, but don't lose faith in God. We serve what I like to call an unorthodox God who develops us in ways that we do not always agree with. But when we trust God, God leads us to places that we would never imagine. So endure by letting go of the crap and embracing Christ. Endure by staying in your lane, realizing you're probably not the first person to deal with what you are dealing with, but guess what? You're not alone. Endure, understanding that God's forming you by disciplining you. And as he is disciplining you, it produces great results. Our together takeaway is very simple. It's short, but impactful. It's this, discipline develops endurance. Discipline, it doesn't always feel good, but it does develop endurance. And so my friends, I want you to know that we're excited that you have chosen to worship with us, but if by chance, you are wanting to establish your relationship with Christ. Hey, you can do it from right where you are. Just simply repeat this prayer after me. I admit that I am in need of God's love. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sins. And I confess that Jesus is the Lord of my life. 
Friends, if you've just prayed that prayer, believe me, heaven is throwing you a party. And guess what? It's without mask. But guess what? I want you to know that if, yes, heaven's throwing you a party, but we are excited with mask. But guess what? This is what I want you to do. If you've just prayed that prayer, let us know about it. Simply email altogether at spdl.org. And if you have any prayer requests, you're not alone. Even in this time of the pandemic, we want to pray for you. So email the All Together team and let us pray for you. Lastly, if you have, if God has moved inside your heart and you want to sow into All Together to keep this service going, feel free to go to spdl.org. There's a giving option there and give as the Lord leads. My friends, I want you to know that discipline, it does develop endurance. You can't have endurance without discipline. They go together. And so, my friends, have an amazing week and know that God is with you. See you later. Thanks for joining us. If you live in the Atlanta area or visiting Atlanta, Come and worship with us in person on Sundays at Second Ponce de Leon Baptist Church.